0: Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenogio. We have taken a short break from our Bible series in Genesis for this 14-part series on New Testament given. We will return back to our Bible series in Genesis after this current series. Thank you. Welcome back. You know what we are doing? When in a mini series, which by the grace of God is winding down now, we are on the 13th episode of our mini series on New Testament giving. What we've done is still the Bible series, we've taken a short break from our Genesis series. And we felt impressed to attend to this very important subject of New Testament given generally and then on the issue of Titan specifically. So as we wind down on this teaching by the grace of God, we are trusting that once we finish by God's grace, we'll go back to our teaching on the book of Genesis. So now we are in the New Testament and we have learned Couple of things that the early church they meet weekly, that the early church they give generously, that the early church they give to the ministers of the gospel regularly, that the early church they give to the poor, they give to the orphan, they give to the widow, they give to those people that are less privileged, and they do that consistently. And that the early church, the, the, that in the early church worship is given. And given in is worship. In the early church, worship is given, and given is worship. And then we ask ourselves these two questions, isn't it? That how did the early church give? That is there a designable system, is there a pattern of given in the early church? And to answer this question, what we are doing is to look at the top two passages on given in the new testament there are so many passages in the new testament that talk directly or indirectly about given but we are looking at these two top passage given in the new testament and both of them are in the book of corinthians the first one is in the first book of corinthians chapter 16 verses 1 and 2 and the second one is in the second book of corinthians but that is two whole chapters that the holy spirit dedicated to this issue that will be chapter 8 and chapter 9 and what we are doing is we are using the first corinthians 16 verses 1 and 2 as a template we are examining very, very closely these two verses so that we can actually get an answer to these two questions. And then we reference portions of 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9 as we go along. So, what we are going to do today first is to actually read some portions from the 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, not in a particular order. I just, want, I just thought let's pick portion of those two chapters since we cannot read those two chapters i'll just pick portion and after we finish that then we will go back and read first corinthians chapter 16 so first of all let's us read from second corinthians chapter 8 and we're going to read verses 1 2 7 and 12 remember we just want to have the feel of this so second corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 2 7 and 12 Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Mas- Macedonia. Remember churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Verse 7, Therefore, as you are bound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that you are bound in this grace also, what grace is that? Is the grace that he has mentioned concerning the churches in Macedonia, that they gave generously, they gave liberally. Verse twelve: For if they are before the willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man had, and not according to that he had not. So let's read a couple of verses also from Second Corinthians chapter nine, verses six to seven. Remember. We are just having the feel of those two chapters because we are not going to read the whole of them. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 8. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a sharp forgiver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good works. Praise the Lord. The Lord blessed the reading of His word over. So, so now we are going to read our test scripture which is the template that we are using for this portion of the discussion. We are now going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Remember, 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 we are looking, we are searching, we are seeking for an answer to this question. How did the early church, how did the early believer give? Is there a designable system? Is there a pattern of system In the early church. And when we see that pattern, and if there's a pattern, then we are comparing it with what we call the enduring characteristic of tithe, as we have seen it on that Mosaic law. So let us read 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We are going to read verses 1 and 2 from the Amplified Classic, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Verses one and two from the Amplifier Classic. Now concerning the money contributed for the relief of the saints, God's people, you are to do the same as I directed the churches of Galatia to do on the first day of each week. Let each one of you personally put aside something and save it up as he, as prosper in proportion to what he is given, so that no connect connection will need to be taken. Praise the Lord. Now, one of the things I want us to understand is, remember when we we're doing tithing on the mosaic law, we we're looking at the reason why they tithe, okay? And one of the reasons for the tithe is actually to the poor, okay, to the needy and and the search. Obviously, there are other reasons that we have looked at. So last episode, last episode, we saw that given under the New Testament fulfilled the first of the enduring characteristic and principle of tithing, that of obligatory worship. In that verse, we, we read, we saw that Paul gave order to the churches in Galatians, the churches in Corinthians concerning given, that this instruction were not optional suggestions they were duty, they were obligation, okay? So the, we, we are beginning to see a pattern, okay? That is my point here, that the first thing is that under the New Testament, that given is an obligatory worship and that fulfilled the first enduring characteristic of titan. So we are going to move on now. In verse two of that first Corinthians chapter 16 that we read, Paul said, on the first day of each week, on the first day of each week. Let me put that back on the screen. Okay, so you can see we are still in First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. Now, concerning the money contributed for the relief of the Saint God's people, you have to do the same as I directed the church, verse 2, on the first day of each week. On the first day of each week. Now it, that phrase is Very, very important to us. Paul said, on the first day of each week. Now, the literal translation of that verse, you actually read this way. The first day of every week. On the first day of every week. That is the sense that on the first day of every week. Remember what we said, the church met weekly. And Paul was saying that, on the first day of every week. So what we see here that is that New Testament in new in the New Testament given is a commitment to regular financial support of kingdom work. New Testament given another pattern we are seeing here is a commitment to regular financial support of kingdom work so that the needs of the people and the ministry of the church can be met the need of the, the needs of the needy, and also the need f- to fulfill the ministry of the church can be met. And you can also read Second Corinthians chapter eight, and you can read Second Corinthians chapter nine, and you you see also these signs <laughs> brought out in those verses. Our second pattern that we are seeing here when we look at that first Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2, he said the literal word here, the first day of every week. So what we see here is that New Testament given is a commitment to regular financial support of the kingdom of God. So the sense here is that God expects us to do our budget in such a way so that we as the believer, we are the church, we can be able to give regularly to support the ministry of God's kingdom. So what we have seen now is that given under the New Testament also fulfill the second of the enduring characteristics and principle of titan in the sense that it is given regularly. So let's look at our picture again so we can see that number one, We have seen that New Testament given was a worship. It was an obligatory worship. And what we have seen now also is that in the New Testament, given was also regular. And that we've seen given in the New Testament fulfill these two characteristics. In the New Testament, given was an obligatory worship. New Testament believer also gave as an obligated worship. And New Testament believer also gave regularly. Now let's move on. We are still in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. And Paul said, let each of you personally put aside something and save it up. Let each one of you personally put aside something and save it up. That is in Amplify Classic. Now, ASV put it this way let each one of you lay by him in store. Let each one of you lay by him in store. What does that remind you of Malachi? Bring to my store. Bring to my store. That is what we see in Malachi. KJV also said, let every one of you. Lay by him in store. And that is reminding us of what we read in the book of Malachi. The sense here, when you read the original language of the Bible, the sense here is to consistently deposit something in a te- treasury or reserve. It's kind of like you have a piggy bank in your house. The sense here is that as individual believer, Paul was asking them, to consistently deposit something in a treasury or reserve in their individual home so as to bring it, bring you all the tithe. remember? So that they can bring it into the store or the treasury of the local assembly. And that is the science in which Paul was writing. Even though New Testament given is obligatory, it is nevertheless given willingly. It is personal. It is intentional. It is planned. They have a store in their house. They put those things in it, and they bring it to the house of God. And when we read Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse twelve, it says, "For if the eagerness is there from ISV, the gift is acceptable according to what you have, not according to what you do not have." And Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven, also in ISV says. Each of you must give what you have decided in your heart, not with regret or under compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. So what we see here essentially is that in the New Testament, yes, giving is also an obligatory worship, but it is nevertheless given willingly. It is personal and it is intentional. Paul encouraged the people to actually plan towards it Lay it, deposit something regularly in the in their in their storehouse, in their treasury, and bring that to the local assembly. Okay, so let's look at our picture again. So we've seen New Testament given, fulfilled. The first one is an obligatory worship. The second one, it is given regularly, and the third one, it is given what? We lay. lay. Hopefully. I will still be able to move on. I'm having some little problem here, but Jesus is Lord. So given under the New Testament, fulfill the third of the enduring characteristic of the principle of tithing, which is given willingly. Now, let's move on. Let's move on. We are still in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Paul said, let each of you personally put aside something and save it up as... He has prospered as he has prospered. And we read that again in Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what you have, not according to what you do not have. So the idea here is to give according to the degree God has prospered us and to do it week in, week out. So what God is expecting us and what Paul was asking the church, (laughs) given order, and we have explained what that is, the last episode, is that they must support the work of the kingdom of God in the local assembly according to their ability. According to their ability. But there is a higher level. We read it in that 2 Corinthians chapter 8 but we didn't read the verse three. There is a higher level. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse three says, for according to their power, I bear witness yea and beyond their power, they gave of their own accord. They gave it willingly. Okay. But the Bible here says that they do it even beyond their power. In other words, we are talking proportion here. We are talking proportion here. Okay. We are to give according to how God has blessed us but also some people will give even much more even beyond their power now somebody may then ask what percentage are we talking about here what proportion are we talking about here i will return back to that in a bit now i'm going to read second corinthians chapter 8 verse 7 and second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 so second corinthians chapter 8 verse 7 but as you are bound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness, and in your love to us, see that you are bound in this grace also. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, But this I say, He that swears sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he that swears bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Why have I read these two verses? These two verses show us that God wants us to give a lot. God wants us to give generously. God wants us to give generously to the work of the kingdom in our local assembly. That 2 Corinthians chapter 8 says that we should abound. He said, As you abound in everything, see that you abound in this grace of giving. And 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says that he that sweat bountifully shall also reap bountifully. So the pattern that I can see here is that God Paul, through the Holy Spirit, was encouraging the people to give generously, to give a lot to the work of God's kingdom in their local assembly. So, given under the New Testament also fulfilled the fourth of the enduring characteristic and principle of giving. They were given proportionately. They were given proportionately so let's look at our diagram so we have seen that given in the New Testament was given as an obligatory worship it was given regularly it was given willingly and it was given proportionately so I'll go over that again in the New Testament we can see this pattern that New Testament given also fulfilled these four enduring characteristic of tithe. That we have seen under the Mosaic law. Now, there are more characteristics that we could talk about, but these are the four that I have chosen. So, in the New Testament, giving was done as a form of obligatory worship. It was done regularly. It was done willingly. It was done proportionately. And it was done bountifully. It was done bountifully that people gave generously. And when you read through the book of Acts, you see that happen. We saw the story of Barnabas who sold a house and brought everything. And people were doing that. People brought generously so that they can support the work of God's kingdom. And this is what we see in the New Testament. So, having gone through, remember we have used this 2 Corinthians 16 verses 1 and 2 as a template. And this can be supported by other verses in the New Testament. And we can definitely see that New Testament given, given to the poor, given to the needy, given to the to the uh to the orphan, given to the widow, and also given to the ministry and given to the minister, we see that New Testament given fulfill this enduring characteristic of tithe that we have seen in the old testament then the question is then so what percentage should we give why did god why did god specify percentage in old testament and not in the new testament i will have to stop there today i've had a a lot of distraction here today and i think we'll stop here we will pick it up from here next time bye The grace of God. And if you are listening to me today and you are not born again, I want you to know that God loves you. And the Lord Jesus has come to provide a way of salvation for you through the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. You and I can come and be saved today. Just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. Accept you are a sinner because you are, but there is salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Ask Him to save you, to be your Lord. He will. He will be your God, your Father. Walk with you the rest of your life. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with Him in the new heaven and earth. Do it right now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.